Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 23 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of April 9th, 2018. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my wonderful co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how is it going? It's going pretty well. I'm liking your smooth voice yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, I, I'm just getting over a cold. It, but it's working. It's very radio-friendly. Thank you. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Explosions. It is. <laughs> it is kind of a movie trailer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what the guys here at work have said. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, well, hope you feel better. Thank you. I feel great. Uh, just Yeah, I got a scratchy voice, but other than that, I feel I feel great. I'm excited to be here tonight. Me too. Awesome. We're going to torture ourselves tonight. Yeah, we are. We, we typically record in the evenings and... Uh, uh, typically, we're hungry, and tonight we are going to talk about restaurant battles. It's all about food, 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 food. It, it, there's no, there's not going to be any moment where it's not about food. Ah, oh, my favorite subject. What we're going to do tonight is uh, we came up with a list of, of restaurants we feel are similar uh, throughout the parks. And we, uh, you know, grabbed a, f- a bunch of those pairs, and we're just going to talk about each one and our experiences, if we have experiences with them. And maybe come to a conclusion on which one we like better. We are pitting them against each other. We are going to argue them to the death, even if we agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, first up, <clears throat> round one, we are going to compare the uh, Plaza Inn at Disneyland against the Crystal Palace at Magic Kingdom. You start. You tell okay. me all about it. Well, I have, uh, okay, I'll start with Crystal Palace because it's the quickest for me. I have one experience there, and it was character dining, and it was not that great. Uh, we didn't have a great experience. The meal was okay. The character experience was blah. Um, I will say this, though. Um, the Crystal Palace is a very beautiful building. I think it's it's nice. Uh, I like all the windows. It's beautiful from the outside. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, I didn't have a great experience there. Plaza Inn for me is is one of those de facto dining experiences when you're in Disneyland. Uh, you know, it serves American fare, family food. Uh, it has the signature meal, fried chicken, which is absolutely wonderful. The character breakfast, as you have stated even on many episodes, is absolutely amazing. Uh, it has lovely outside seating. You can even you know sit out there even if you're not you know eating there. You can sit out there with a corn dog, watch the fireworks, see a parade go by. Um, to me, it, you know, it's just it's absolutely a wonderful place in comparison. There's there's not a whole lot more I can say about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the Crystal Palace. Yes, it's neat that the Pooh characters are there, but it's typically three, sometimes four of those characters. The food is mediocre at best, and the prices are pretty insane. I mean, even for Disney. (laughs) They just keep climbing and climbing. (laughs) I I do love the location. Uh, It's beautiful, like you said, and... It's, it's a great location to eat breakfast early in the morning if you want to get in the park prior to park opening to get family photos. But really, that's kind of all it has going for it because uh, the Plaza Inn in Disneyland, it's just incredible. The food is, you know, it's definitely better than average and I would say excellent in some areas. And although it's just a character meal for breakfast... There are, you know, nine, ten characters roaming around. <laughs> and yeah. the food was excellent. So, um, yeah, Plaza Inn all the way. Okay. Well, I think that's a, it's a pretty obvious one. 
Yes. So the next one on our list is one that you had that I, I love the comparison. is uh, They're both here on the West Coast. Uh, it is Red Rockets Pizza Port, uh, which is in Tomorrowland, against uh, Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, which is in uh, Disney's California Adventure. Have you eaten at both of these? I have. I have eaten at both of these a couple of times. And what are your thoughts? Um... Okay, so it's it's like a tradition for me to eat at both of these while we're <laughs> in, in Disneyland. One, Red Rockets, I just love the I just love the rocket itself because of seeing all of the old footage of Disneyland with the rocket there in Tomorrowland. That's just so neat for me. Um, the food is fine, <laughs> um, but I would say food wise. And atmosphere-wise, I probably enjoy Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta a little bit better. I really enjoy Paradise Pier. I know it's going to be Pixar Pier soon, but I assume that's going to be still going to be super cute. Um, I really like the the outdoor seating. I like the setup. It's rarely very crowded in that area, so there's always plenty of seating back there. It just feels very relaxed, and every dish that I've gotten at that particular location has been excellent. And of course, and it's served on, you know, regular plates. It's not paper plates. <laughs> so you feel fancy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about that at Disneyland counter services. They love real plates there. And I'm, I live for that. Um, so, yeah, that's the one I'm going to have to go with. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you touch on a lot of the same things that I have here in my notes. Like, for example, you know, the Tomorrowland, you mentioned the rocket. It's very much iconic. Um, I can remember as a kid, you know, that rocket being out there and riding the, the mission to Mars ride and being scared out of my skin. Um, so that, that <laughs> rocket in general is very iconic in Tomorrowland and always has been. However, for me, that's where it stops. Uh, you know, red rockets, pizza port. It's, it, it always seal, feels busy. It always feels like it's difficult to find, uh, seating, especially during lunchtime for me. Uh, it feels much like a cafeteria. It feels a little dirty to me um you know and the pizza you mentioned real plates and not real plates you know i have here on my notes the pizza is okay it reminds me of eating at sabaro's uh, yeah right. <laughs> that's, that's okay i i would say sabaro's is probably a little bit better <laughs> yeah no you're absolutely right and um and then you know you talk about the the boardwalk pizza and pasta um definitely uh i've never really had to wait in a long line for food um, it's always been clean. It's very open when you walk inside that building. Uh, very open. Very the lighting is is very bright. Uh, there is no seating in the building. However, the seating is down there on the pier. You know they've got that whole garden area, and there's always music oh, playing, and it's beautiful. Uh, open air. Um, the food we always get like the flat the flatbread pizzas, and they're sort of they always feel like they're gourmet pizzas as opposed to something that you know they may have put in a in an oven from a DiGiorno or a frozen pizza. Um, and we've always had good experiences with the chefs. You know, when my, my daughters were younger, they had they were very picky about how the pasta was cooked and if it had butter or no butter or cheese and whatnot. And we could go right up there and, and talk to the chef, and he would talk to the kids like they were adults and ask them exactly what they wanted, and, you know, they would make it for them. It was great. So, um, yeah, hands down for us, you know, Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta is a great place to eat. Well, another boring one where we agree. <laughs> yeah, I know. We may have we, a lot of those tonight. <laughs> we might agree on a lot of these. So these restaurant battles, we're not really battling them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next one, uh, <clears throat> talking about breakfast and treats in general, and I've been craving sugar uh, like crazy recently, uh, is <laughs> Fiddler Pfeiffer Impractical versus the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Both, again, on the West Coast, Fiddler Pfeiffer Impractical being in Disney's California Adventure, Jolly Holiday Bakery in Disneyland. I'm, I'm assuming you've eaten at both of these as well. I have. Um, now, have you eaten meals at these places, or is it more of a treat, breakfast, coffee kind of thing? I've had a meal at Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical, and okay. I've had, um, I had snacks, some savory snacks and sweet snacks at Jolly Holiday Bakery. Okay. And do you have a preference over one or the other? I do. Well, although I really enjoyed my sandwich at Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical, it really is a Starbucks, <laughs> um, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do have a few lunch offerings that are unique to to that particular location, but Jolly Holiday Bakery has a lot more unique and exciting and different options. 
than Fiddler Pfeiffer Impractical. Um, they have the tomato soup with the grilled cheese fingers, which is so cute, I think. <laughs> I hear that's wonderful, and I could just imagine dipping that in the soup and just be yummy. I mean, that's genius. So now when I make grilled cheese, I always cut them into fingers so my daughter can dip them. I'm like, it's Jolly Holiday Bakery. They, I mean, why didn't I think of that before? Do you, do you sing a Mary Poppins song when you make the food? Well, we sing a lot of Mary Poppins songs <laughs> at our house. Uh, Feed the Birds is a big hit in oh, our home. Man, there must be a lot of crying in your house. That song makes me tear up every <laughs> Oh, time really? Here. No. Yeah. Oh, my daughter loves it. Oh. She, she, uh, she, if she sang it to you, you wouldn't cry because it's quite loud. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the Matterhorn macarons. Oh, oh I yeah. mean. So I, I I like the pastries there. They're different. Um, Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical is really just a Disney Parks Starbucks. It was the first Starbucks in a Disney park, and I think they did it really well. And they added some other elements, some really hearty good sandwiches that they serve for lunch and dinner. But yeah, I got to go with Jolly Holiday. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same with you. Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical has some nice steaming. And I wish I did a little more research, but I know, you know, on one of the other podcasts I listened to, they did some in-depth stuff about, uh, you know, the people and the pictures on the, on the walls inside of there and how they relate to, to the Hollywood portion of Disney California Adventure. And there's some history behind that. Uh, unfortunately, I can't talk to that, but uh, uh, it's very interesting if you're into that kind of stuff to look into that and, and figure out what it is. But you're right. It's a theme Starbucks. Starbucks. Um, to me, it's always busy. The lines are always crazy. Um, I've always had good luck getting in pretty quickly with Jolly Holiday Bakery. And, you know, the Matterhorn Macaroon, to me, is is iconic and essential and is something I have on every trip. And there's nothing better than eating one of those while you're looking at the Matterhorn. I know. You're at the perfect angle. It's like right. they, they knew that as soon as you exited that building, you would see <laughs> you would see it perfectly. Yeah. I love it. And it has beautiful outside seating. It's, you know, in a great location. Uh, and you just, you know, you can't beat it. Um, hands down, you just can't beat it. And I always feel like there's better treats in there. They may be most of the same stuff, but I always feel like they're they're a little bit better in there. They are. I think so, too. And I thought the Matterhorn macaroons were like a gimmick. Just like, uh, it's cool. It looks like a macaroon. <laughs> They actually taste amazing. Oh, man, they are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> They are really good. They are so heavy. They don't have to be ma- the Matterhorn-shaped, and I would eat the heck out of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what's funny is that we, we both are making the same arguments about outdoor seating being really nice in some of these locations. And then the opposite is true on the East Coast. <laughs> I will... Um, uh, it's like a negative if if a place has only outdoor seating at Walt Disney World. Sure. You're you're looking for places that have indoor air conditioned seating away from the elements, <laughs> um, which uh, is totally opposite on the West Coast. I love eating outdoors there. Uh, it feels great. <laughs> so that's crazy how different. Well, that is a wonderful segue, whether you knew it or not, into the next one. <laughs> Here we go. Which is uh, Disneyland's Blue Bayou versus Epcot's San Angel Inn. Now, I have eaten, obviously, in the Blue Bayou, uh, I don't know, hundreds of times since I was a kid. You know, as many times as I've been to Disneyland, I've, I've eaten the Blue Bayou. Uh, I have never eaten at the San Angel Inn. Um. But it looks nice. I can't talk to the food, but the, the, the theming is nice. And if those of you who don't know, that, that is the restaurant inside attached to the Grand Fiesta Tour. So as you walk into that temple, it is down there sort of in the courtyard area. Um, it looks beautiful, but again, I, I can't speak to it. What I've read is I've heard the food is a little bit bland. Um, it does have a lower price point than Blue Bayou uh, considerably. Um, and maybe uh, you know the food dictates some of that as well. But, you know, in the Blue Bayou, I mean, it's attached to the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's, that's pretty epic in, in, in of itself. Um, you've eaten in a Blue Bayou, right? I have. Have you, have you eaten by the water or were you guys off of the water? By the water, both times that I've okay. eaten there. So, yeah, I mean, and I've eaten both on the water and off the water. And it is slightly two different experiences. When you're on the water, you're very engaged with... The people going by on the on the boats, you hear more of the fire, the the crickets, and see more of the fireflies, and you can hear the banjo player a little bit better as you move away from the water, more towards the bathrooms and the kitchen and the entrance. 
you do lose some of that that sort of a theming experience, um, especially if you get close to the the entryway. You know, there's those two French doors that you walk into. You get close to that, you have a lot of light coming in on you, so you sort of lose that ambiance. And I, I ate at a table close to that, and it was pretty pretty disappointing. I um, I bet so because. You're right. I was just wondering about those tables that are close to the entrance where the light comes in. That would be a little bit frustrating. It really is. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's wonderful food. Um, it's a great, you know, one-hour-plus lunch experience. On hot days, it's a great way to get out of the heat. It's nice and cool in there. Um, and I've been lucky enough in there to uh, to experience, uh, I think, twice. Uh, every once in a while in those buildings where the bathrooms are, uh, next to the dining area, they have a little awning up there, and sometimes a gentleman will come out there and sit in a rocking chair and play a banjo or a guitar while you're eating, and it's it's it just adds to the experience of New Orleans. Like creepily plays it, or no, he's just up there playing, and you kind of look up there, and he's just you know up there playing. At first, I thought it was like you know some animatronic they added or something. I thought it was fake, but no, he's up there playing, and then he walks away for a while, and then he comes back and plays some more music. He's just up there playing, sort of like. You know, sort of soundtracky music. It's just like it's background music. It's nice. The, the fact that he like comes in and then doesn't say anything and leave. I feel like that's a ghost, like a hundred percent. You know, it, it is a little strange, but he is way up there, so it's not like he's you know sitting anywhere near dining. But that's uh, folks, neat. but but it's really neat. It, and uh, you know, we saw that a few years ago for the first time, and it surprised us because we'd never seen that before as many times as we've been there. Oh, um, I had. We definitely haven't seen that. We haven't been in obviously as much as you all have, but no, we did. We did not experience that. That's neat. It is neat. And then the only, you know, the 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 other thing I'll add here, I have in my notes, it's a plus and a minus. Is the Monte Cristo sandwich? It's a plus because it's so darn good, and you know, it's <laughs> it's a minus though because it can really drag you down. And yeah. they only they only serve it at lunch. They don't serve it at dinner. Really, I did not realize that. Uh, you may be able to ask for it special at dinner, but it's not on their dinner menu. It wasn't on the lunch menu when we were there last time, and I had to ask for it. Oh, interesting. And, like, my heart stopped. I opened the menu. <laughs> I was like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I was like, where's the Monte Cristo? He was like, we can make it for you. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so have you eaten at San Angel Inn? I have. Can you we talk actually, a little bit about that? We actually love uh, San Angel Inn. It is... Um, there, there are a few dishes that I really enjoy there, and I like that it's kind of easy to get a table there. Mm-hmm. They do take walk-ups, which that happens in approximately 10% of restaurants in Walt Disney World. Sure. <laughs> and uh, so I love that we can kind of do a last-minute reservation there. Love the ambiance. You know, outside-inside is my favorite thing. When it's like a controlled climate, but it feels like you're outside. <laughs> sure. Um, and unlike Blue Bayou, you, regardless of where you're really sitting in the restaurant, you kind of get the same experience. It is neat to be closer to the boats, but you get a really good view of the temple and the volcano, and the lighting is the same all the way around in that area. Um I think I really enjoy the food there. It's not it's not Tex-Mex. So when some people are expecting that, I think that's why it can be a disappointment for some. Because it's not uh, a burrito, you know, covered in red sauce and, you know, melted cheese, which I love. But <laughs> Is it more authentic? Um, it's a yeah, it's a little more uh, authentic Mexican dishes. And I I really enjoy it, um, but Blue Bayou is better. <laughs> the food's better. Uh, the atmosphere atmosphere is cooler because, duh, you're in Pirates. And um, it's more intimate at Blue Bayou. Uh, and it's just, it's more special. So, yeah, Blue Bayou is still my winner. Although, I, I will eat at Sun on Hill any day. Yeah, I think I'm going to try that place next time we go there. Um just for the experience, because it does look neat, and it is on our list of, of, you know, we don't have a lot of restaurants we like to try, but this is probably one that we will. Get the pollo a las rajas. It's like a pepper and onion chicken dish with a cream sauce and corn. Oh, it is so good. That sounds good. You got me a pepper and onions. And then you need yes. some tequila to go with it. Right. You get a, a authentic, you know, avocado margarita from La Cava right next door. Mm-hmm. You're you're set, man. 
Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's stay on the East Coast and let's head over to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, let's talk about 50s primetime versus sci-fi dining. This is actually really hard for me. Okay, why? When I'm, when I'm Tell battling. me about it. <laughs> okay. So, um, 50s primetime, I was anti that restaurant for a long time because the whole premise of that restaurant is you are visiting your family, your aunts and uncles and cousins, and they're seating you and they're asking you to behave. And I didn't want to be heckled during my meal. (laughs) I didn't want someone to say, sit up straight, you know, elbows off the table, finish your vegetables. I didn't want to hear any of that. I just wanted to eat my food. But we went. (laughs) I was like, let's just go. I've got to try this. And Every, everyone was so funny and fun, and nobody was heckling. <laughs> um, they were happy. They did make a couple of little jokes, but none of it was, like, negative. They, it was all in, like, good fun. The food was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I liked the atmosphere probably better than the food. A lot of people said, you know, get the fried chicken. It's the best. I guess maybe I'm a little bit of a fried chicken snob because um, I thought it was fine. <laughs> um, sure. So I actually I very much enjoyed it, and that was one that we were able to get a reservation the day of as well. So that was really nice. Um, Sci-fi dine-in though has one of the coolest atmospheres of any restaurant in any park. It's a drive-in theater. I mean, where else can you do that? Um, you get to sit in a car. They have the coolest drinks. Milkshakes are awesome. The food there. I wouldn't order anything um, other than the basics. They do, you know, a really good burger, some really good sandwiches. I wouldn't order any fancy pasta dishes or anything like that because you'll probably be disappointed. (laughs) But if you stick with the basics, you know, you go there for a burger and fries and a milkshake, I think you'll be really pleased. And the atmosphere, like I said, is awesome. So I will probably have to go with sci-fi in this one okay well i've only experienced 50s prime time we had a great time we were there back in 2011 my kids loved it uh you know the waitresses were amazing um the milkshakes were absolutely spectacular there it's one of the things i remember going there um and we just liked the the decor and the theming um i remember i had meatloaf and it was it was decent um you know uh so yeah um sci-fi dine-in i've not eaten there however uh, I did some looking into it, and it looks, I mean, absolutely amazing. It's, again, on our list of restaurants to try the next time we head out there. Uh, I'm kind of bummed we didn't do it over the summer when we were there um, in June, but we didn't spend a lot of time in Hollywood Studios. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah. can't, can't blame either, you know? No, and that, that was the thing. It's like we didn't, want, we didn't really want to spend, you know, a half a day or more than a half a day there, and we got there first thing in the morning. We ended up, you know, riding some of the, the big attractions, but then we just kind of left and went over to Epcot and did some things over there. But uh, but definitely next time we go, I'm sure, you know, the park will be in well much improved and uh, we'll have a reason to stay there. And this is definitely on our list to, to do for eats. Um, I hear the food is good, like you were saying. Certain food is good. The ambiance and the pictures and the, the videos that I've seen, I mean, the thing looks, it looks amazing. You are sitting in these cars eating your food. Now, the one thing I want to ask you is, you know, I'm a family of four. Uh, I have, you know, pretty much two teenagers and a, and a wife, and it looks like though you sit two and two, so you don't really sit as a family eating. Is that the case? That's correct, unless you request one of the picnic tables that they have toward the rear of the theater. Okay. So you can definitely do that, but when you're when you're in the cars, you're sitting. Uh, next to someone else or by yourself. And I was totally cool with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of torn. (laughs) I have my husband and my daughter sit in front of me, and I was sitting in the back of the car, and I was enjoying my meal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Put your feet up. Kick back. I was living. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to have to go with sci-fi dining on this one as well. It's probably, even though I haven't eaten there, it's definitely, I think, it looks like a better experience uh, for me and, and, and my family. So here's a fun little piece of trivia real quick for Sci-Fi Dine-In. So uh, back when I was doing Beta Mouse, um, we found out that uh, one of our co-hosts is the co-host of Woodway Radio. Um, Nate used to work there in the Disney College program. 
And he had mentioned to me and Henry that he had signed this piece of wood behind the sign. Like as you go inside and if you look back, you can see some of the scaffolding. And he had signed it back in like 1996. And so I was there uh, doing some work with, with Henry. And we ended up going in there and sneaking in behind sort of the... The, the front desk area and looked and we actually found his name up in the rafters signed on a two by four. Like 10, I can't believe you found it. Yeah, it was like what, ten years later, twelve years, twelve years later, <laughs> something like that. Because I do, I usually will send a message to Nate anytime we visit Sci-Fi to uh, ask him if he still has his roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so if you're if you're there, you'll you can you can go look for it and. That's so funny. Send him a picture. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we were shocked. It's, uh... Okay, so enough of dinner. Let's talk about some dessert. Uh, I'm going my, to do my best to pronounce these. Um, <laughs> so we are uh, looking at Kringla Bakery Og Cafe. Did I say that right? I think so. I okay. feel good about that. Against Le Ha Boulanger and Patissière. I think and... uh, I might butcher it too. I think it's Les Halles Boulangerie. And patisserie. Well, you sing it, it sounds so much better, so we're going to go with that. <laughs> I, I really apologize for butchering that, but, you know, we're just doing our best here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, so one's in Norway and one's in France, obviously, at Epcot World Showcase. Um, yes, these are the bakery slash cafes in these two pavilions. Yep. I was lucky enough to experience both of them on my trip last June. Attaboy. And uh, uh, the one in Norway, I enjoyed. However, it's it, school bread. So you told me, get school bread. Try school bread. And How did you feel? So uh, my experience was a little rushed. So they had just opened the – so uh, the frozen ride was down, and they had just opened the doors as I was going into the into the bakery. So we're like, let's rush to get in the ride. So I, I ordered the, the school bread, grabbed it. We was, jumped in the line. And my daughter and I split it, and it was oh my god, amazing! It was my oh, daughter doesn't like so a lot glad. of treats, and she absolutely loved it, and I loved it. It was great. However, I didn't get to experience a lot of the inside of the bakery, but it seemed like you know a general bakery. It had the Norway theming on the outside, so, you know, big wood building. Um, There's not a lot going on in there. It, it, it wasn't you know yeah hugely impressive. And then you go to the one in France, and oh man, I felt like I was walking into like treat heaven. I mean, they were everywhere, tarts. And macarons and cupcakes and quiches and you know drinks, mimosas and champagne and um, I mean hands down I'm not even going to go any further. This was our favorite treat place that we had visited anywhere that that on that vacation in June. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, it is it is like treat heaven. You know the French they know their bread, um, yeah. <laughs> so they have. All the breads in there, <laughs> like you said, they, you know, have Napoleon, creme puffs, uh, really hearty sandwiches on croissants. I can tear all that food up in there. Um, <laughs> and you know how much I love school bread. I love all the sweet treats at Kringla Bakery Og Cafe. The savory sandwiches there, the, the menu itself, it does not appeal to me as much. So I haven't ordered any of those before. But um, the the menu at Lazal looks like right up my alley. All right. So moving on away from treats to a snacky kind of meal, I guess you could call it mainly hot dogs. We're going to talk about Casey's Corner in Magic Kingdom versus the Refreshment Corner in Disneyland. Now, have you experienced both of these? I have experienced both, but I only grabbed a beverage <laughs> at the refreshment corner. Sure. I didn't have a meal there, so I did not really experience that. But I've reviewed menus, done a little bit of research, and I feel like I can make a call, but I want you to, to discuss first. Sure. So I've eaten it, <clears throat> eaten at both of these. Obviously, the refreshment corner a heck of a lot more with the time I spent at Disneyland. Um you know, from memory, the refreshment corner is a bit smaller. It's well, a lot smaller than Casey's Corner. However, 
refreshment corner has this nice outside seating they call the corner cafe which is attached the to, to the refreshment corner uh it's got a nice sort of wrought iron gateway awning that you walk under to get in there it's got beautiful lighting uh and a lot of times they have a piano player out there playing music which is you know wonderful um it always feels very busy there however like it's right there in the end of uh, on the corner of main street as you on the left side as you as you pass that you come up on you know uh what is that? Adventureland, uh, the Adventureland entrance and the Jolly Holiday Bakery. And there's always a lot of people jumping in there to grab hot dogs, you know, and whatnot before a parade, especially before a parade. It's that place and the ice cream place are the two, like, places that get super busy right before a parade. Yeah, same at Walt Disney World. Um, <clears throat> you do sometimes catch Mary Poppins out there, which is, which is nice, um, especially, again, she's around the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Um, they don't have a large collection, uh, uh, selection, sorry, selection of, of hot dogs in comparison to Casey's Corner. They've got a chili dog, a mac and cheese dog, uh, your standard hot dog, and they do serve chili in a bread bowl if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, nothing else, you know, grab sodas, waters, it's what we typically do when we go there. Casey's Corner, I had a, a different experience. Um, I, I ended up ordering a chili dog, which was absolutely delicious. The person I was there with had a mac and cheese dog, and it was the first time I ever saw one of those, but they have a, a slightly larger selection. They also have one with pulled pork, which is kind of cool, chili cheese. Um, it felt like there's a little more seating indoors um, in comparison, and I liked the theme and the decor they had inside there. It felt like you were almost at an old ball field. They had a scoreboard up there, a lot of black and white photos of baseball players and teams and whatnot. And I, you know, memory serves me again. This is back in 2011. We sat in like, it felt like baseball stadium seating inside while we ate our hot dogs. Yeah, that's gone now. But is yeah, that, that was cool. Okay. <laughs> that was neat. I loved it. Um, you know, so I think for me overall, I have to give the edge to Casey's Corner just because of its, if it's a larger selection. Um, and it's baseball decor. I'm a baseball guy, and I just I love it. It's got an old timey feeling to it. Okay, I really liked all your arguments. It it actually kind of swayed me a little bit uh, because initially I was thinking I might go for the refreshment corner, but with the lack of offerings, and I just remembered Casey's has plastic cheese, and. You know, plastic you, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the orangey processed melted cheese. Oh, the good stuff. The sauce <laughs> yeah. that you that is basically plasticky, and it comes. This is something that our friend AJ at Disney Food Blog she uses this term a lot: plastic cheese. And it, I mean, it describes it perfectly. Um, it's it's to me, it's the relative of cheese paper which is the cheese that gets stuck on the paper. Uh, like when you get a McDonald's cheeseburger, that's, you know, the cheese paper. <laughs> that's um, awesome. So Casey's offers plastic cheese. At one point, they had it on the toppings bar in a vat that you could just squeeze it out <laughs> as much as you wanted. Oh, man. I know. It was it's, like pop- it's like popcorn butter at the theater. Exactly. You could just go and just cover your meal in plastic cheese. And then, uh, you know, of course, all good dreams come to an end, and uh, they 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 stopped that. But but then they brought it back. You can purchase it in a sauce cup. Oh, great! The Just a cup of cheese is gone. I do miss that. They had Goofy Sports playing on a screen in the back, which I really love. But uh, they they removed that. But they did replace it with a few tables, which is nice because there were no tables there to begin with. Um, most of the seating is outdoors for Casey's Corner. Unfortunately, that whole section smells like sauerkraut all the time, which I like <laughs> to eat sauerkraut, but it smells horrid. Sure. Um, <laughs> I I don't like the buns. I don't like the buns at all. They're all like kind of choky, dry. Like, how do you mess up a hot dog bun? But they're just not very good. <laughs> um, I did get the mac and cheese dog last time I was there, though, and it and it made Casey's redeem itself. So because of the plastic cheese... And um, the the extra offerings and the size of that location, I'll probably I'm probably gonna go with Casey's. There you go. I think that's a good choice. Plastic cheese all the way. <laughs> We're gonna rename this episode to the plastic cheese episode. I love that. That's a great term. I know. I AJ is the first person I heard say it, and uh, it's it's exactly it's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's awesome. 
All right, moving away from plastic cheese. Too bad, too bad. <laughs> these two, these two are very similar. I think they're actually very similar in name as well, or they used to be. This is uh, we're going to talk about Magic Kingdom Fantasyland, Pinocchio's Village Hoss versus the Red Rose Tavern, formerly known as the Village Hoss Restaurant in Disneyland's Fantasyland. And these two are themed very similar, right? It's like wood Bavarian style. Um, stuff. What Red Rose Tavern is, is sort of a theming or a re-theming of the restaurant. Maybe temporary, maybe forever. Nobody really knows. <laughs> <laughs> but it's re-themed. It's themed towards Beauty and the Beast, and they sort of re-themed it when they did the live-action film. It's sort of a marketing thing. Uh, the food has become sort of a French flair. Um, one of the things I actually love about this restaurant, and I've been eating at this restaurant since I was a kid, is there's just a plethora of seating. Um, between outside and inside, I've almost never had a problem finding a seat. Uh, whether it's me, me and a friend, or me and in, in a large family, um, you know, I think the ambiance and the theming's pretty solid. You walk inside, you know, you, you're in, you know, a nicely themed Bavarian place. Um, the food looks pretty decent. Uh, they've got, you know, burgers and poutine, which uh, you don't see in a lot of places. Um, have you had poutine before? I've had, yes. I think, I mean, <laughs> poutine to me feels like it should be a southern food, but it is Canadian. Sure. <laughs> I mean, fries with gravy and cheese curds on it. I mean, it seems like we invented that, but we didn't. <laughs> sure. And then they've got the stuff that came out from, from, you know, Disney World. They've got the gray stuff, the gray treat, which apparently everyone loves. I've never tried. Um, and this I is... think the the one at Red Rose actually has red velvet cake involved, which would make me want to try it. They do, yeah. It sounds like it's a white chocolate mousse, which has a cake or a raspberry filling as well that you can get. Um, oh yeah, that would be a lot better than the than the the Master's cupcake at Be Our Guest, which is it truly tastes like a cookies and cream Cool Whip. It's, gotcha. it's pretty much all it tastes like to me. <laughs> So I, I love that place to eat. Um, I don't know if you've eaten there. Have you eaten there at all? I have not eaten there. Okay. I walked in there to get a beverage really quickly, and I I noticed that it was had been rethemed. I didn't even know that that had occurred, and um, I was like, yeah. oh, hey, look, there's a uh, Beauty and the Beast all around here. What happened? <laughs> I didn't um, know it was rethemed either until I, until I started grabbing some information about it today. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, when I was looking over the menu, I mean, okay, here's the issue. I do not love Pinocchio's Village House in Walt Disney World. Okay. I've eaten there a few times. It is truly a bunch of just, I mean, fair to, fair to average flatbreads and pasta dishes. That's, that's really all it is. Um, they just throw lots of different things on flatbreads and, and it's just, it's like, it's a, placeholder it's we we just we have to serve food here so we're just going to serve this because it's easy <laughs> sure. um and i've never i i really enjoy the theming of the restaurant itself though with all of the nods to pinocchio obviously which i love i love that you can sit upstairs and watch the small world boats go by a lot of people don't know that they're seating up there and that you can look inside. It's a small world. Now, is that um, seating like special seating for anyone no. to get to? It, okay. Anybody anybody can go up there. You don't even have to eat there. You can go get a, get food from somewhere else and walk upstairs and watch the small small world boats. Um, it's a really it's a really cool restaurant. It's too bad that the food is just meh. Um, so I'm assuming that the Red Rose Tavern has better eats. When I was reading through the menu, it just looked more appealing to me in general. Like you said, the poutine looked good. Uh, they have burgers, salads, sandwiches, um, and then the uh, the dessert offerings look kind of interesting. So I, f I feel like I would like that better. So that's I'm probably going to go with that just because of the food itself. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with Red Rose Tavern for all those things. Plus, we ate at Pinocchio's Village Haas in June, and it was... It was a very difficult experience. We went at lunchtime, and you know, finding a seat is impossible uh, during lunchtime. It, I've never seen a place so busy. 
Um, and I'm like, why is it so busy? That's what's yeah. so frustrating to me because I'm like, it's not even good in here. Why can you guys go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we actually, my kids were hangry, so we had to get them food, but we were considering just eating lunch through the popcorn buckets. <laughs> just oh, I know. It, you know, my my daughter was getting hangry at one point, and so we went in and you know bought a cup of Stouffer's mac and cheese for her to eat, <laughs> just to get her, just to get her through it. Because I was like, we are not eating here. <laughs> All right, well, it's good. We both agree on that one. And if it's still themed, the Beauty and the Beast stuff, I'm going to pay more attention next time I get done at Disneyland. So uh, the next two restaurants, I've eaten at both of them. Uh, I think you have as well. And we're going to compare Rancho, Rancho Del Zocalo Restaurante versus Pecos Bill Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. Okay. Have you eaten at both of these? I have. What's your opinion? So uh, Pecos Bill's once was my probably my favorite counter service restaurant in magic kingdom i really i they had actually good burgers there and i really enjoyed the um they called it a taco salad but it's truly it was just a shell and they put ground beef in it and then you went to the toppings bar (laughs) and the toppings bar is awesome it still is awesome they had like grilled onions grilled mushrooms they had plastic cheese that's gone as well so that's another thing (laughs) um i have some i have some beef with that no pun intended Uh, (laughs) and they had you could uh, a lot of people make jokes on you know different disney forums online that you can have like a free salad if you go eat it (laughs) if you go eat it pick those bills but uh yeah you you could build an entire salad out of just their toppings bar because it was amazing then they revamped their menu they took away any um american-esque offerings and now it's strictly um a mexican-american type deal and it really is like a basically a taco bell now yeah but not but i probably like taco bell more um it's fine if if you're wanting taco bell type meal go to Pecos Bills. Also, tons of seating in there. Some really cool rooms to eat in. But that's really all it is. It's just a little bit a little bit like Taco Bell. <laughs> um and then Rancho. That food is just so good. Uh you know, they've got carne asada, they've got Mexican street tacos. They've got really cool desserts there. They serve it on real plates. You sit in a beautiful courtyard with flowers everywhere. And um, that place gets super crowded. Every time I go there, I have to wait in quite a long line to eat there. But it's because the food is so good. So, yeah, I I like Rancho. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we ate at Pickles Bill uh, again last summer when we were in Disney World. It was sort of a, okay, it's getting late. We need to get some food and the kids. And we were not impressed at all. The kids did not like the food. You know, it we're, is such you know, a bummer. Here in California, we're used to more authentic Mexican than like Taco Bell. Right. I mean, and I I'm not gonna ever knock Taco Bell. I eat Taco Bell like twice a week. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was expecting more. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, you're going to a place at the Magic Kingdom. You're gonna pay. You know, more price. More. It's more expensive than Taco Bell. You expect a little bit more to go with it. And yeah, we weren't impressed at all. Uh, we got through the line pretty fast. You know, we sat inside. We found seating pretty easily. Um, but, yeah, the food was subpar for us. We didn't enjoy it at all. Rancho Del Zocalo. like a Moe's or something, you know? It doesn't even have to be as good as Chipotle, but have some better ingredients. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure the theme fits with the name and all that. I don't know. It just feels like it's kind of lost its identity. I know. Pecos Bills, it, it probably should, should be a burger place, I feel yeah. like. That's what I think of when I hear Pecos Bill. Yeah. Uh, Rancho Del Zocalo for me is one of the go-to restaurants on every trip. Sort of like Blue Bayou. Uh, I, I try to always eat a meal here. Um, what do you like eat? You said I. Oh man, whatever. I've eaten tamales, burritos, carne asada. I've never had anything I don't like there. Y- me neither. I. You know, I've eaten lunch. I've eaten dinner there. Um, always wonderful. Uh, I've never had to wait in a huge line. Um, there's always definitely a line. It is a very popular place. The outside seating. There's a lot of it. It's open air. It, like you said, it's beautiful. There's flowers all around. You're right next to Big Thunder Mountains. So you hear the trains go by. Which is awesome. You hear him toot toot, which is a nice experience. You can experience. see the rivers of America if you're sitting in the right spot. 
Exactly, it adds a nice ambiance at nighttime. It's absolutely beautiful. They got the big fountain, and the lighting down there is wonderful during you know Halloween time. Yes. Yeah, it's just a wonderful experience. Uh, food is great. The prices are a little bit higher than most counter service places in Disneyland, but the portions because it's a counter service plus, it's not it really a counter service. Place. I agree. Um, but the portions are huge. I never leave there feeling like I need more food. Um, and yeah, there's something there for everybody. So yeah, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. It's it's, it's really major. pretty too. The entryways are gorgeous. They they have mosaics. Yeah. Uh, everywhere. I I really enjoy it. It's 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 a wonderful place. Okay, no, we agree really, on that one too. Really Sorry, agree. this is super boring battles, but it is. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> What, what um, can you do? I have one more left on our list. Okay. And these are a little bit more high-end places that we're going to be comparing. Uh, or, yeah, uh, I've eaten one. I haven't eaten the other. I think you've eaten it both. But uh, we are going to compare the Hollywood Brown Derby uh, versus Carthay Circle. Okay, you go first. All right, so I'll talk about Carthay Circle. I've eaten there three times. And I've eaten both in the in the main dining room. Uh, lunches and one dinner and I've eaten in the lounge and bar now let's start with the, just the decor on the outside I mean uh, it's funny enough today on the way to work I was listening to a podcast I was listening to Wedway Radio and you know plug those guys they're on their final season and this episode was Yay. all about Carthay Circle and it was about the history of the, the actual Carthay Circle theater and how it relates to Disney and it was highly educational and it really made me excited about this episode because I started thinking about the, the Carthay Circle Disney's California Adventure and one of the things that they talked about was how almost exact the Carthay Circle of Disney's California Adventure looks like the original theater that was in, in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, I couldn't agree more. If you look at pictures, old pictures of the original theater, I mean, they, and they it's almost like they had the blueprints and they re I'm sure they did. You know, a model or, a, a you know, this thing pretty much to scale. It's absolutely beautiful. You walk in. You know, the carpet's beautiful, it's wood panel um, walls, and the seats are all, like, you know, brown leather, and it just feels very, very upscale, very fancy, very old Hollywood, which is what you want when you walk into that place. You feel like you're stepping in time, back in time. Um, You know, you've got the lounge downstairs with the bar. You can sit down there and have a few drinks. Uh, The bartenders have always been wonderful. The, The servers have always been wonderful down there. Uh, they make great drinks, a lot of old school drinks, uh, some old school whiskey drinks, um, which are wonderful. Um, and then they have a wonderful selection of, of sort of snacky type food. Uh, you know, it's not like full meals, but things like, you know, tacos and, um, you know, just just sort of like starter food that you can sort of get, get going before you, you go up to the main dining area. Uh, you know, you get called up to the main dining area, you go up the stairs, you know, the, all the walls are lined with old black and white photos of Disney and events that have happened at the Carthay um, over the years. And when you sit down, the dining room is big. Everything is, again, it's just fancy. You, you know, it's it's just, you feel like you're walking into a millionaire's club. Um, <laughs> wood paneling everywhere. There's big mirrors on the wall. Um, the food is outstanding. The ambiance is outstanding. We've gone. I've been there with you know a guy friend on a guy trip. I've been in there with my family and kids, and um, it feels like it could be a family restaurant. You don't have to be dressed up to go, but it's just. I mean, hands down, one of the best, one of the best food experiences I've had outside of I don't know anything really. Um, I've had salmon there. I've had steak there. Uh, we've tried most of the desserts. We've had burgers there, and it's all good. It's all good. Oh man, well you've 100% sold me on that. There is no, there is no battle here. Anymore. You know, I have in my notes here. It's an elite experience, and that's absolutely what it is. You feel, you feel, you feel a little uppity, a little elite when you walk in there and you're eating there because it is so fancy. But is it? Does it feel pretentious? I mean, no, the pictures. The thing. It, it looks doesn't. warm to me. It doesn't. That's why I was trying to. I was trying to get that across. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't feel pretentious. You feel like you're upscale, but like you can walk in there with with your kids and not feel like you're out of place. Yeah, that's what the. That's how it reads to me. That it. It seems like, though it is very upscale and luxurious, it does. It still feels warm. It doesn't. It's not cold. It yep. seems inviting. Yep, it, that's a great way to put it. It's warm and inviting. Hollywood Brown Derby. I've not eaten at, so I'll let you talk about the Brown Derby. Mm-hmm. I love the Brown Derby. Uh, it's not 
it, it's not nearly as upscale as uh, the Carthay Circle restaurant is. I do really like the decor there. It's also a lot of leather and rich uh, brown colors everywhere. The bar is really beautiful. Every dish that I've ever had at the Brown Derby is really yummy. Um, but based on Carthay's whole setup that they have, um, the history behind it, and then just comparing the menus, um, it looks like I would probably enjoy Carthay more. Um, although I think the Brown Derby menu is, is excellent. I, I would recommend it to anyone that wants a really good meal, a really good steak, a really good pork dish, wants something hearty, and, you know, they just want to have have a really nice dinner. Yeah. Brown Derby is great, but it's not going to be the experience that I think you're going to get at Carthay Circle. Interesting. Okay. We still want to try that. Brown Derby's on our list. Um would you consider the Brown Derby like a little more upscale than places like, you know, I don't know, other restaurants? And I'm trying to think of ones we could compare. Is it a more, ups- I guess in general, in Disney World, is it a more upscale restaurant? Would you see it as upscale yes. as like Le Cellier, for example? Yes. Okay. I mean, it is a signature restaurant, you know, two table service credits type deal. Sure. Um, and I would I would definitely put it on par with Le Cellier. The food, the food there is excellent. Okay, well, um, that's all I've got on my list for tonight. Um, nice. Yeah. Now that we're starving. I know. Now I'm starving. I got to get out to Disney World again and try some more restaurants, and I want to do another version of this. Maybe something around like uh, you know, we find treats or specific treats. Who has the best ice cream and the best churro or the best beer that would be, or something? That would be fun. Yeah. I still want to do the best bathrooms episode. We need to do the best bathrooms. Uh, the best bathroom for me is no longer in Disneyland, but we will. Uh, I, I'm, I have a bunch more that we should talk about. I think that'd be great. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at ST Barrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.